Thunderbolt. Waiting in line, buying tickets, getting on, buckling up, going up, 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 clickety, clickety, clackety, click. At the top, going down, 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 clackety, clackety, clickety, clack. Down and around, upside down, into the dark, look out, spooks. Into the light, slowing down, getting off. Again, again, do it again. Not so quick, not so quick, your papa looks a little sick. But that was fun, that was fun. Going on again, <laughs> minus one. A windy hill, a summer sky, a perfect day for kites to fly. Running, running down the hill, will our kite fly? Yes, it will. More string, more string, let out more string. We catch the wind, our kites take wing. Kites of every shape and size dance across the summer skies. Some spin, some swoop, some loop the loop. Sad kite, glad kite, bat kite, cat kite. A kite with stripes, a kite with stars, a kite that wants to go to Mars. A fire-breathing dragon kite gives other kites a fright. The setting sun says goodbye. We reel in our kites from up on high. We head for home, but that's okay. The hill and sky are here to stay. And tomorrow is another day. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez. And did you hear that right up top? took a little over a minute to cover uh, today's topics, which are two and are short and are small and tiny, and I couldn't find it in my heart to spend an entire episode discussing just one of them, so I'm cramming them both together. We haven't done a twofer in a while, and this is the twoest of twofers that we've ever toofed. That's right. We are covering two of the last three Step Into Reading books. Can you believe it? We have three Step Into Reading books left and then we're done we're done with that whole series i mean there's definitely a, a lot more early readers left but the step into readings are just about done and so today we are covering 1998's the berenstain bears ride the thunderbolt and 2004's the berenstain bears we like kites uh, and what are these books well ride the thunderbolt is obviously just another iteration of the Berenstain Bears at Fun Park. It is the exact same story that we've covered a few times already on this show. I think we covered did a whole episode on that Fun Park, and then we did a uh, I did a Patreon uh, covering the animated adaptation of at Fun Park. But the idea is always just that the bears go to Fun Park, they ride the Thunderbolt, which is the big roller coaster. Papa doesn't like it. The end. Like, and there's variants within that story. Uh, Sometimes it spends a little time on how they got their tickets. Usually Mama wins those tickets in some way or they're giving them away free to go to Fun Park. Uh, sometimes Papa is very uh, braggadocious about how awesome he is at riding roller coasters. Other times he's not. Other times he just wants to go on the ride. But always what happens is the tables get turned and Papa ends up being the one who suffers for riding on the on the Thunderbolt. And then we all have a big laugh. Uh, sometimes it's just that it's too intense for him. Sometimes it's that he gets sick. In this version... The Berenstain Bears ride the Thunderbolt. He does get sick. He turns uh, uh, disgustingly green, as as happens in cartoons. Mama does not get sick. But this Papa, very ill. A very ill man. Um, so uh, for a brief just reminder, what is Fun Park? And are there any benefits of this version of the story? Well, Fun Park is the local bear town, uh, bear country amusement park that has all kinds of uh, worlds, lands. It has stuff for the kids. It has stuff for the adults. It has a ton of love that we know of. It has a merry-go-round. 
it's your general Six Flags-esque park and the big attraction is the thunderbolt and the representations of the thunderbolt usually include giant lightning bolts uh connected to the name in this version of it the 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 sign is a little lopsided it's a weird little entryway uh and it seems to be general admission in this version there's no you must be this tall to ride the ride anyone can ride the thunderbolt looks to be a wooden roller coaster most likely patterned after the cyclone the Coney Island Cyclone and all of its iterations, including the Texas Cyclone that I was familiar with as a child. Uh, as you probably remember from the past, I am not a fan of amusement parks. Don't like them. Never liked going to them. Never liked riding the rides. So I have very little experience riding roller coasters. I just know that it's not a thing that I'm, I'm big on. But a lot of people do enjoy it. And so more power to you. God bless. Go with God. Godspeed. And so, but looking at the Thunderbolt, it's a white roller coaster with... I don't know how to describe it. The The cars are attached. There's like two. The, the cars are four-seaters, and that's it. They almost look like a toboggan, like a sled. But the bears stand in line behind a bunch of adults and children. They get in. The bars go down. Uh, they go up. There's one huge drop. There is a, a loop-the-loop in it. And I don't know what you call like the turnbuckle, like where you go around the sharp curve and, you're, and you almost go sideways. But the special thing about the Thunderbolt is that at one point, in this version at least, the Thunderbolt goes through a dark tunnel, a themed dark tunnel, which has, uh, looks like, uh, like goblins in it, like some sort of, uh, some sort of Japanese ghosts, because one is a candle with a face and spider legs. One seems to be some sort of alien devil. Uh, one's some just sort of green goblin. And then there's like a Gamorian guard off to the side. But there is a... The fact that the Thunderbolt in this version of, the, of, of Ride the Thunderbolt, the Thunderbolt has a horror aspect to it. A themed horror aspect that's not Thunder-related at all. Doesn't tie in with Zeus or the gods or anything. This is just a... A roller coaster that decides to scare you at the end. Um, kudos. This is probably my favorite version of the Thunderbolt. Uh, as short as the ride is, you get some, uh, you get some, you, you, it mixes it up a little bit. Now I'm looking down. There is one shot where they're at the top of the first drop uh, of the Thunderbolt. And it gives you a little, it gives you your only kind of bird's eye view of Fun Park in this version of the, of the story. Uh, other, other, other adaptations of Fun Park have, have given us the, the, the wide angle lens look at all the attractions. This is the only clue we have. It has one of those like uh, giant, you see one of those giant amusement park attractions that's like you all sit in like a, a fit, it's like a hammer that goes like around and there's like two of them and they go around. I don't know how to describe it. We had a couple of them here at the Mall of America. Sometimes it's like a giant boat that, that goes around in a circle, it just whips you around like up, like in a like a vertical loop, but just like it's you're attached to a pole, attached to a thing. And it goes, I'm doing a terrible job describing it, but there's one of those. Right next to it's a merry-go-round. Uh, right next to it is one of those like, kind of like the Dumbo ride, but it's with planes and you get in the plane and you just go around in a circle. You see a lake off in the distance with what looks like some kind of boat ride. And then right in the foreground is my favorite uh, one, which is just a, a it's a booth. Like a, it's like an interior. It's not an interior. I can't. People aren't going into it. There's a ticket booth attached to a largish building with a smiley face on top, and the building is just labeled fun. And I like to think that like fun parks, like you, we can't guarantee fun at all throughout the park. No one's gonna come and just have a good time the whole time. So this will be the one place in the park where we're just going to guarantee fun. I don't know what it is, but you pay your money. You get some fun. It's right in here with the with the the maniacal sun hanging over it. Here's fun. Here's the fun building. Everything else, it's up to you. You can bring your own fun. 
so yeah, like I said, they go around and around. It's a very simple book. Like there's like three or four words per page at most. Frequently too. So Papa gets sick. He's shaking when he gets off the thunderbolt, and they immediately have to sit down on a bench because he is so ill. But what's weird is the bench is right at the exit. Like you step off the thunderbolt, there's a bench right there. So they must know. This is one of those rides. I remember when the, the I believe it was the Texas Cyclone at Astroworld, the long defunct Astroworld, uh, got reinforcements and safeties. So Texas Cyclone was known for, uh, it was a rickety giant wooden roller coaster, and it was known for causing minor, minor whiplash in its riders. So they reinforced it at one point. The, they changed the seats. They made it so that your head didn't get whipped around as much. And it actually became a much more... Uh, a much more difficult ride from everyone's reports. It uh, Your head would end up banging against the seat a lot more. And because you couldn't see to the left or right as well, it, it eliminated your peripheral vision. And people ended up actually getting sick for the first time on the Texas Cyclone because it screwed up the way your eyes work on a roller coaster. All of a sudden, you you couldn't get a you couldn't get a full range of vision and people were getting nauseated. They were throwing up on the ride. It was not not cool. I mean, I wasn't there because, again, don't ride roller coasters. But Papa seems to have experienced this for the first time in his life. He's bummed, too. Uh, but the Cubs want to go back on, so Mama agrees to go with them. And the book ends with them taking off for another ride on that Thunderbolt. And on the back, it says, waiting in line, buying tickets, getting on, buckling up. Do you dare to ride the Thunderbolt? Reading it is just like riding it. So hang on and read. Uh, I don't know if it's just like writing it. I didn't get scared. I didn't throw up reading this book, which would have been a first with a Berenstain Bears book. But uh, so, yeah, this is an early, this is an early step into reading. Uh, it's uh, preschool and kindergarten. Uh, I don't think it's in print anymore. But if you find a copy of it, it's cute. If your kids learn how to read, it's a fun one. It's got some fun illustrations. It, it, it's by Stan and Jan Berenstain. I don't know if they are the actual illustrators or if they just drafted the pages. Uh, there's a great shot of Papa buying tickets and brother and sister uh, staring with that weird, the pupil dead in the center of the white of the eye thing that sometimes get drawn in these Berenstain books and doesn't look right. And they look like they're like, they look like they've seen God and are uh, just willingly allowing their spirits to be transported into heaven like that's what's happening so it's one of those brilliant shots otherwise it's just fairly it's a fairly well put together book and that's the ride the thunderbolt you want to step into reading you could do worse than stepping onto the thunderbolt uh, our other book for the day is the berenstain bears we like kites now we've had experience again with the berenstain bears liking kites uh there's the big red kite there's fly a kite there, uh, there's a lot, of, actually, a lot of Berenstain Bears kite books. They're they're big kite flyers. These Berenstain Bears, and we saw one. I think it was one of the little. I can't remember what the name of the series was. The one where that had like the neighborly skunk and uh, Papa for president. It had a kite story where Papa insists the Cubs enlist his aid in building a kite, and he builds one that's so big it ends up flying him over the town and they miss the kite flying contest because he's flying over the town, but they accidentally, he accidentally enters the hang gliding contest and ends up winning the hang gliding contest. So that was a fun one. And then, uh, the big red kite is there's another kite contest and the Cubs want to build their own and they do. And mama builds the tail for them and they get to the kite flying contest and all the kites there are very fancy. 
and the Cubs are a little embarrassed. People are making fun of them. But then their kite, being homemade, is the only sturdy kite at the kite contest. So when a storm blows up, all the other kites are destroyed, and the Cubs end up winning by default. So this is another step into reading. It's a step one. I assume it's, yep, it is also preschool and kindergarten, hence me not wanting to devote an entire episode to it. Uh, but this one's from 2004, and it's by The Berenstains, which... I mean, I'm going to assume that a lot of this was done maybe by Mike. I can't really tell. The Cubs don't look quite like Mike illustrations, so maybe this was more a freelancer. And uh, Mike and Jan did just the the draft layout work or the the, the watercolors. I'm not sure. It's 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 nicely illustrated still, but yeah, the faces. Maybe this is a Mike. The 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 faces on the Cubs in some of the shots do look a little Mike esque. It's hard to tell, but. Uh, so this is a much more simple story than your other kite stories. There is no Papa being uh, trapped on his own invention. There is no actual even contest. The Cubs just run up a hill to go fly a kite. They have their big red kite. It is their big red kite. And they run down the hill. The kite goes up. They let out string. And then they just sit there admiring all the other kites. And so they, so you see the kites, the other Cubs, and the other bears are flying. There's one that looks like a bird. There's your classic box kite, which I've never understood. I don't understand box kites. They're always included in stories about kites. But that's where, like, there's four sticks, and they're attached to, like, two squares of fabric. I don't know how it holds itself together. I don't understand box kites. But there's a box kite. There's one that's kind of a goofy face. There's a butterfly. There's a – I don't know what that is. looks like one of – looks like a space grizzly. I can't tell. Um, some spins, there's a kite that's designed to, to sort of twirl around. Some swoop, that's a bird kite. Some loop the loop, and that's the red kite. So the red kite is actually called out for being uh, kind of awesome. There's a sad kite, which I don't know why you would have that, but it's a kite with a sad face on it. There's a glad kite, which is like a sun with tentacles. So that's also an awesome kite. A bat kite, self-explanatory. A cat kite, which is actually a kite that looks like the big red kite, but with a cat on it. Uh, there's a kite with stripes, which is just the stripes from the American flag or the bear country flag. A kite with stars, same. It's like if you put those kites together, you get a little, a little patriotism. A kite that wants to go to Mars. And so this kite is pink. And in darker pink, it says Mars or bust on the underside. Don't know what that means. Uh, in, in the big red kite, we also got some pretty creative kites. That I believe in that one, there was a kite that wanted to save the whales. And it was shaped like a whale and said, save the whales. Now, this has a fire-breathing dragon kite. Gives the other kites a fright. And there's a giant kite that looks like a dragon. It's pretty awesome. And that's sort of what leads me to believe Mike had a hand in this. Because Mike loves his dinosaurs. He loves his monsters. And this is a beautiful dragon kite. It's blowing fire, and you see the the happy kite, the bat kite, and the cat kite. And he's done that thing, or whoever's drawn this has done that thing where the, 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 the kites, which would otherwise have static expressions, have changed their expressions. So now the, the happy kite is frowning and looking over its shoulder, or, you know, looking up and to the right at this dragon kite. Also, the, the bat kite is no longer just making a generic bat face. It's making a concerned look, and the cat kite looks concerned and is sort of like, staring warily at the dragon kite well then the sun goes down we have a lovely lovely watercolor image of, of a sunset in bear country the sky is blue and purple they're reeling in their kites and they head home and we have a nice little ending and they head home that's okay the hill and the sky are here to stay right and tomorrow's another day 
Which means that, I don't know, there's something that's very, this is, so, okay. So, Ride the Thunderbolt was an action-packed little comedy sketch where Papa gets sick on the Thunderbolt and can't ride anymore. No lessons were learned. There was no point in it, except just a little amusing. And you get to see Papa get sick and throw up. Oh, he doesn't actually throw up. You get to see him get sick. Uh, he wasn't even bragging or anything. There was no, le- like, he didn't get his comeuppance. He didn't hand the reins over to brother and sister. Uh, he just didn't enjoy the ride. And, you know, if you're a little kid, that's pretty funny. You get to see sick Papa. But there's actually a little lesson here in We Like Kites, which is uh, the one at the very end, which is that your fun will every your fun always has to end. But with the right attitude, you get back into it the next day. And I don't know. It's a, it's a simple message for a preschooler. You know, uh, the hill and the sky are here to like, yeah, you got to you got to go home. You got to get ready for bed. You got to go to bed. But don't worry. Like, no, the stuff's not going anywhere. You'll be able to enjoy it again. That's a good lesson. That's a good thing to teach kids. Uh, that's the Berenstain Bears We Like Kites. Is it a good book? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to check right now just for you live on the air. I am going to do a, uh, a little check here. Berenstain Bears We Like Kites. Let's see where we stand as far as the uh, in-printedness of the Berenstain Bears We Like Kites because because I like the Berenstain Bears We Like Kites and I want to be able to uh I want to be able to recommend it to our readers if it's if it's still available. I don't want you to have to feel like you have to go run out and buy a used copy of it although, you know, support your used book dealers. Uh in fact, know your used book dealers. If you live near a used bookstore, uh, check them out. Make sure that you know who they are, where they are. And if you can order books, uh, if you feel like you need, you want to order a book, used or new, make sure you can do that. Try to do that locally. Just see see what's out there. So it looks like the Berenstain Bears We Like Kites is available for sale. It is still in print. So if you are looking for a copy of it, uh, check it out. It's a good one. It's you know, wow, it's been in print for over 15 years. So yeah, I like this one. If you have little kids and you want them to have a it's a good, easy book to read, and it has a nice feeling. I like the feeling of this book. Uh, it doesn't have the spookiness of Ride the Thunderbolt. You don't get the ghosts and goblins. So that one it, that one wins over over We Like Kites. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think We Like Kites is aesthetically a very nice book for families and for little kids. And you don't run the risk of accidentally scaring them with the ghosts and goblins. Now, if you look at the back of We Like Kites, so these are both step into reading books, but I have different editions of them, or I don't know how it changed. Uh, the back looks different. The back says, this book is about kite guys. Some spin, some swoop, some loop the loop. And you know what? I guess that's right. I think that's right. This is also preschool kindergarten. Like I said, does your child know the alphabet? Is your child eager to begin reading? Step one is the perfect first step. Big type and easy words. Yes, that's true. Rhyme and rhythm. That is true. And picture clues. That's true, too. I experienced this five years ago with my own child when she was beginning to learn to read when Mitzi was reading old hat new hat that was a big deal so yeah maybe this book be your old hat new hat and speaking of very simple books about reading uh we have one more step into reading book on the list the final step into reading book and the only reason I didn't do it today is I don't have a copy of it yet the final step into reading book which I will do as soon as I can will be the Berenstain Bears um <clears throat> Go in and out. No jokes, ladies and gentlemen and others. No jokes, my listeners. 
That's nothing. There's nothing funny about saying the Berenstain Bears go in and out. That's not funny at all. There's no jokes to be made. So just think about that. Thank you so much for for listening. Thank you so much for being part of this weird experiment that I've been doing for over half of a decade. Uh, thank you for listening to the Berenstain Bears. Uh, you can listen to me. I have two other podcasts, by the way, in case you ever want to hear me talk about anything else. I uh, I have a podcast that I've been doing for several years now called It's Del Toro Time, a Guillermo del Toro adjacent podcast that I do with my older child, Willow. We've been doing it for a few years. We started out with the movies of Guillermo del Toro. Then we moved on to the movies that inspired Guillermo del Toro. And now, since we are socially distanced from each other, sadly enough, we are not in the same household and watching movies together is impossible. We've moved on to books. So we're doing The Dark Descent by David Hartwell, which is a collection of horror stories that he put together, one of the most celebrated horror anthologies uh, in modern time. So we've been covering the stories of that. So if you like, if you like spook em ups and you like, uh, and you like, you know, listening to a couple of people just talk about short stories or, you know, our, our whole catalog, you can listen to, uh, to that. I also am currently doing a short podcast a limited podcast called pizza toast with my friend and former guest of the show christy admiral where we are discussing the babysitters club netflix television series episode by episode one episode per week we are not watching ahead so we're just watching the episodes and chatting about it and i know there's a unlike baron st bear's podcast there are a billion and a half babysitters club podcasts out there for you to listen to so if you listen to them and you like them add us to your rotation our episodes aren't terribly long and uh, we like to talk and christy as you know from listening to this show She's a great conversationalist. She's great. She's funny, and we have a good time chatting with each other. So listen to that. I'll be back next week with another uh, of the shorter chapter books, Uh, one of the ones that we've been covering. I think it might be the last one on the list. So, yes, we'll have guests. We'll have talks. We'll maybe learn a thing or two. And, uh, I mean, maybe or maybe not. Maybe just talk about bears. I don't know. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. And I'll see you all next time deep in Bear Cup.